0: and welcome to the Company Watch on the Spot podcast. I'm Jo Kettner, CEO of Company Watch, and I'm joined by Nick Hood, financial and commercial risk analyst. Welcome, Nick.
1: Good afternoon, Jo.
0: We're recording today's episode in the afternoon of Monday, the 9th of May. And our topic for today is the MPC, the Bank of England Monetary Policy Committee report that came out last week, and the fallout, what's bubbling beneath and what are we likely to see um, over the next couple of months. Um, As always, I'm afraid our, our predictions are probably not that that' pretty, but I think there's some important information that, that Nick, in particular, has, has pulled out to, to help people just think: what could they do? What could they do next? So the headline: Bank of England base rate has been raised to one percent, and that was interesting. That was a split decision. So three members of the um, nine, isn't it, on the committee yes. wanted to actually raise it um, by another 0.25 percent to go to 1.25 um percent. Um but actually the the six the majority just went for the 0.25% to the 1% rate it is now I mean and the rest of the reports was not pretty reading was it Nick
1: <laughs> no no as I said to you before um <clears throat> before we started recording um this looks like the most unpleasant scenario <clears throat> I think in my career in my time. And I've seen...
0: And you've seen a few of these, haven't you? I've
1: seen oil price um, crises. I've seen property boom and collapse problems with lending. I've seen the global financial crisis, as have most people who are listening. This just looks ugly wherever I look. And it's at the core of the problem is that um, we're we're firmly in stagflation. And I don't think the Bank of England actually knows what to do about stagflation. <clears throat> and we'll, perhaps if we talk a little bit about the <clears throat> the detailed background and some of the predictions in the report, we can then come back to where this all <clears throat> leads us. I mean, the background was, uh, GDP was up 0.9% in the first quarter, 22. Unemployment's down to 3.8% in the quarter to February, <clears> 22. <throat> inflation, CPI inflation, Uh, in March was 7%. And uh, something that you noticed and I noticed, and we both raised our eyebrows at, business investment in Q4 21 um, was up a little bit, but still 8.5% below pre-pandemic.
0: And that Um, is a a big, big way off where we need. Again, you know, we we come back to this so often that, that the key to a growing economy is investment. It's it's getting better productivity. It's you know getting more output for less input. All these things, and you need investment to to kind of drive that that forward. The interesting thing is, and I think you you kind of made this connection probably more than I did, was about the government spending. So in this same paragraph where they talk about business investment, um, they say government spending has risen by one point two percent. To almost nine percent above its pre-COVID level. So those those things, the lack of business investment on the one hand, and the increase in government spending on the mm. other, you know, could be said to be to be balancing each other out in a way. But we know that the government spending um, mandate really is to to, to reduce that level, um, and we're not really sure whether the the business investment will will ri- rise in time to kind of offset any um, yeah. any reduction in government spending. And, and and of course,
1: there's there's absolutely no case for saying that government. Um, spending is productive. None at all. None at all. Some of it will be. Some of yeah. it is extremely good news, and goodness knows where we would be without that surge in government uh, mm. spending. <clears throat> but if we move on to the the predictions, the sort of <clears throat> the, the the black lining in the um, uh, in the black in the even blacker cloud. Um, what they say, bank rate, will rise to 2.5% by mid-2023 and then fall back to 2% by 2025. So even when it settles back down, it'll be double where it is now. And in the meanwhile, it will be two and a half times where it is now. Now, these aren't high rates. You know, I, I've I've lived in a time and survived through a time when um, bank rate was at 15%.
0: Mm.
1: And I've had too high a mortgage when it was 15%, which was a very interesting time in my life. Um, But nonetheless, that will have an impact on businesses and on consumers. CPI inflation, they say, bear in mind the bank has been consistently, has consistently undershot on, (coughs) on inflation, will rise to 9%. In Q2, I now now, mm-hmm. and will average. It's very interesting the terminology. If you read it carefully, and I think the press have not read it carefully, um, CPI will average just above ten percent at its peak. Actually, not sure what that means. <clears throat> I think what it, I think it gives them wiggle room when it goes to eleven percent to say, mm-hmm. "Well, we only said it would average <clears> ten percent," <throat> yeah. and the peak is in. Q4 2022, and then inflation will fall back miraculously to two percent in 2024.
0: Great. I mean, it's very it's it's difficult. I mean, we know that 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 these that lots of the things that are driving inflation at the moment, you know, do seem to be be kind of temporary. They should be. But you know, it's there's so much uncertainty. It seems a very bold and convenient claim doesn't it to say that yes. actually everything will be fine and we'll be back to our targets in this period without really going into the, too much of the details about why
1: i mean i mean there is comment about why but it's incredibly
0: woolly it's, it's very woolly it's very kind of poor brush isn't it it's fluffy
1: and of course it's yeah. fluffy because who knows <clears throat> um unemployment to fall slightly in the near term <clears throat> but will rise to five and a half percent in 2025 that's 50 percent higher than where we are now and that's shocking. That is, and if you remember,
0: is- if you remember, we had, um, we, were, we were all very worried about um, what might happen to unemployment during the pandemic. And the, the thing that really saved us from you know, seven, seven and a half percent mm-hmm. unemployment, which was some of the numbers being banded around was the furlough scheme, yes. wasn't it? And, <clears throat> yep. you know, we, we're not going to have anything, you know, really like that in futures, as far as we can said. So that, that looks like that is a, a real, a real yeah, number, and, and given the history of underestimating,
1: I know, I know, and, of and remember that the workforce is now smaller. So five and a half percent of a smaller workforce is more people out of work. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, GDP. Now this is where it gets really, truly grim. Um, negative in Q4 2022 by 0.89 percent. Flat in 2023. So, no growth overall, or the most marginal of (laughs) of growth. And then 0.5% growth in 2024, and 0.4% in the first half of 2025, which is when their forecasts end. So, we don't get the whole of 2025. Uh, And that is, you know, that's the stag bit of the stagflation. And boy, is that stag. That feels. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a, a bit of a historian of the of the Great Depression. <clears throat> I've done talks and goodness knows what else about it. That did feel like <clears throat> feel like the stagnation of the 1930s. Yeah. Really and then does. think
0: about think about that 10 percent inflation. You know that is know. that is a classic definition, isn't it? You know, yeah. 10% inflation, no growth, low growth.
1: I know, and my and my worry is that that you know the people responsible for for dealing with this haven't been there before you know and so uh and and you can't reach back into into the 1930s and say well what did they do in the 1930s because the world is different it's a different world isn't it <laughs> very,
0: yeah.
1: very i mean basically yeah. the the u.s government um you know spent its way out of trouble
0: yeah they do yeah
1: and gloriously, productively, and
0: successfully—bit
1: <clears throat> different now. Um,
0: bit different I don't now. think the government will be reaching for another Crossrail project anytime soon. To kind yeah. of um, <laughs> well, uh, it, we, 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 too, it would be a ve- it
1: would be a very long-term <clears throat> solution. Um, and of course, the the, the other um, thing that's mentioned in the MPC report is, of course, what we all know: ta- the real terms post-tax household disposable income there's a mouthful, to fall by 1.75% in 2022.
0: And in a consumer-led economy, that is a real <clears throat> that's a blow.
1: That's a real that's a that's a real blow. So that is what the MPC said. And stay with us. We're gonna we're gonna keep coming back to a big question at the end of this podcast, <clears throat> my sixty-four thousand dollar question. The next thing I looked at was the ONS published on the 5th of May, so the MPC report release date, um, a survey on business cost inflation. And this is quite striking, this, it really is. Um, 50% of UK businesses reported a rise in input prices, so materials, goods, services bought. Um, I am wondering what the other fifty percent are doing, but maybe they just bought a lot of their inputs forward
0: or fixed. You know, and we do know that lots of businesses do yeah. fix their prices for certain. Yes, they do. Certain, certain yes, things. they do.
1: Um, so fifty percent are reporting a rise, but if you if you then break it down by sector, hospitality it's seventy seven percent. Of course, very difficult in hospitality to fix prices <clears throat> for yeah. any for any length of yeah. time, and it's well above fifty percent of businesses in construction retail. manufacturing. So you've got half of the economy experiencing cost input um, uh, inflation. The survey then went on to say that only 23% of the businesses um, in the sample had been able to pass on the increases to customers and 40% had been forced to absorb rising costs. So I'm thinking profit margins. Yeah,
0: and well, this is interesting because there was a there was a, another section in the MPC report, and their take on this, um, this this problem of rising rising costs and how to pass them on to to customers. They said that close to forty percent of customers uh, companies had described their margins as unsustainably low at present, but three fifths, so six percent um had anticipated rebuilding their margins to sustainable levels over the next 12 months. So that's kind of obviously a yeah. one would assume a kind of flow down of, of, of prices. Um, so that's I suppose kind of broadly you know is reflective of what's happening in um in the ONS survey.
1: Yes. And and of course the passing the increase on to customers is sort of lagging. You know, it it you know, in such times of great uncertainty and, and the rapidity of the changes going on for businesses yeah. <clears throat> about uh, cost inflation.
0: Well, that's means... interesting. I think you had a British retail um, consortium figures as yes. well. And I was quite surprised, actually, at how low the some of the inflation numbers were there. And I think that's your point, isn't it? That it's, yes. that, that actually the, the very end point to consumers, it can take quite a long time for these, these yeah. inflationary pressures to show
1: yeah, because the BR, the the British Retail Consortium um, Shop Price Survey, which was released on the fourth last week, um, said non-food inflation was two point two percent in April, <clears throat> versus one and a half percent in March. So it's, it's 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 going up. It's going up, and food inflation largely static but rising slightly um, from three point five percent in April to three point three percent in March.
0: Oh, other way, yeah, other way. So Sorry, 3. other way yeah. to 3.5%. But yeah, that's that <laughs> indeed. That's <laughs> in, that indeed. Gosh. Um, and, and actually, going back
1: briefly to the business cost inflation, they also asked their sample about turnover. And 20% of businesses saw their turnover decrease in March versus February 2022. And if you then again break it down by sector, one in three hospitality businesses turnover dropped in
0: March. So that's a sign already of potential, you know, reduction in disposable income. Yes,
1: yeah, yes, it is. And and by way, by way of one more bit of um, uh, statistical um, overload for everybody, I do apologise. Um, the uh, EY Item Club um, lending forecast again released on the fourth last week. <clears throat> predicts, this is about personal borrowing, predicts that demand for credit is expected to rise to a five-year high of $16 in 2022. That's a rise of 8%. But what they specifically say is that they expect the bulk of that increase to be on credit cards, which is the one place you don't want it to be. That's tends to be a bit
0: unplanned, doesn't it? So loans, you typically mm-hmm. find the unsecured loans for for planned um, you know, home renovations or a car, so or cars, home,
1: blah blah blah. blah like yeah, but credit yeah, card is just
0: it's a drift of of outgoings exceeding incomings, you know, over a, a period, isn't it? Normally, yeah. And of course, the problem
1: with credit card debt, as everybody knows, is that it it you know with with people um, as they begin to struggle with uh, living costs and repaying it, it. Runs away from you, yeah.
0: and it's very expensive. It's a very expensive form of, of borrowing, isn't it? Typically,
1: well, yes, you know, and and, and what the the item club are saying: unsecured loan demand will drop as households cut back on discretionary big ticket spending, you know, sofas, cars, etc. Um, also, they expect mortgage lending growth to, to drop for, from four point three percent last year to three point eight percent this year. me, <clears throat> and three point three percent in twenty twenty three. And um, so all the focus of you know of borrowing's rising, well, of course they're going to rise because people simply can't make ends meet. <clears throat> and to the extent that they can't call on savings, they're going to borrow. But it's going on credit cards, which is going to be a further restriction on people, on consumers' ability to, um, to spend. So I, I I guess it brings me to one big, big question for everybody what do your risks look like with customers or suppliers that are now going to experience lower turnover and lower profit margins? Are you modeling that? Are you modeling? And and if you're not, you've got three prime examples last week of of major listed companies um, warning about exactly what this was doing to their profitability, and and of course how it will flow through into their balance sheets, was something they wouldn't mention because, because CEOs never do, um, which is what company watches there for. Um, but yeah. boohoo, AO World, which is the you know the the, the white goods um, uh, supplier, and the fashion uh, retailer, Jules, all talked about. Uh, I think Jules said subdued consumer demand, and Boohoo and AO World talked about something very similar, yeah. and they were saying they were already seeing that now.
0: Yeah. So if you're not doing some some experiments, and we know that this is not necessarily a scalable um, thing to do, but really those critical risks, just do a do a quick forecast. Yeah. Look at those look, look at those numbers. Look what happens when when those um, those sales. Don't come through, and in the, in the profit margins. And one of the things we did mention actually um, was a, was a, a yet another round of of import tariffs on goods from from Russia. So you know, there's almost been quite a lot of sanctions and you know restriction of trade. Some some things that are not now allowed to be exported, but there it, there are some imports coming from Russia, um, many of which are now subject to an additional thirty five percent tariff. Um, you know, and, and w- already we're starting to see. People saying that's having a bigger impact on their ability to um, to, yes. to produce um, to produce goods. So we'll share a link actually because it's, it's, it gets very technical. And I think in terms of of a compliance um, lens, looking at this, it would be worth looking at the list and just asking um, you know suppliers if there's anybody in your supply chain who should be using these kind of um, materials. Just understanding whether they get them from Russia and what impact that 35 percent tariff um, is going to is going to have on them.
1: Yes. And, and, you know, the bottom line of all of this is that the UK economy is now X growth. So for those people who have gone to bed at night worrying and woken up in the wee small hours fretting about um, risks that are going to blow up because companies are growing too fast and are um, going to burst out of their working capital, resources you now have the other problem about how good is the management of your risks at dealing with a shrinking business and with disintegrating profit margins and that's a really important question because you know we have a generation of managers out there who are blooming good at growing businesses and if you grow businesses you can get away with blue murder with your profit margins um this is a different game
0: well Nick with that <laughs> <laughs> final thoughts thank you very much it, it's been really interesting to to kind of think about the implications of the um, the mpc reports and it is worth having a look um, you know for those of you who haven't been reading it through it's it's certainly you know it, given given some of the reports that we've had in the past that are quite cheerful this one is very much you know not so thanks as ever thanks everybody for listening until next time goodbye bye